Hey girl, hey, and welcome to another episode of That Real Housewives Roundup with me, Invincibly. Let's go on a journey as we discuss the latest antics of the Real Housewives we love, love, love. Today we're discussing the ninth episode of the Real Housewives of Dubai. There's a dance of dance off in Dubai, and the ladies are ready to battle it out on Miss Lily's dance floor. From one battle to the other, Brooks is still on a rampant rant with preachy preaching Sarah, looking for a fight and sympathy. Fixie Jesus. Do stay tuned until the end for a special report on Teresa's Jersey wedding and our usual Leanne Rhyme. Let's discuss all this and more starting now on That Real Housewives Roundup. boys and girls, are you ready to dance all it out with me in this ninth episode that we're about to indulge into? Yes, honey, this week our Dubai dames pulled out their dancing shoes and costumes and battled it out on Miss Lily's dance floor. And of course, no episode would be complete without a little drama and shade. Let's get into it. We opened this episode with a game called Just Married with the Carillos. Yes, freshly married formalities now over, we get the Carillos together in a confessional where they're answering trivia questions about one another. The duo got asked questions like, who is Sergio's celebrity crush? Then who is Caroline's celebrity crush? Then they did Sergio wrong when they discussed the topic of when they lost their virginities. Sergio was 19, just listen. Me 19, I was waiting for my, uh, how you call it, Prince Charming or the other way? No, Prince Charming. Princess. <laughs> no, girl. How you call it a girl? Princess. My princess, yeah. Over at Koya, we have Sarah meeting Ayan for dinner. As Sarah is sitting, waiting on Ayan to arrive, a vision in white appear. The Queen of Confidence shows up, wearing a fitted white atelier Zohra gown, white gloves and an over-the-top ruffled cape with a train following her for miles. Truly, truly OTT. But hey, we say that every week about Ayan. Ayan states that this is the ensemble that she should have worn to Caroline's wedding. Now y'all know, those heifers would have died. It's always pleasant when these two get together, because we know we're about to get real conversation. No screaming matches, and a little preachy preaching from Sarah. They discuss the Brooke situation first, and Sarah states that she's not holding any grudges against Brooks, and to quote Sarah, those who hurt others are hurt, and those who heal others heal. Ayan makes it known that her frenemy Brooks is like Judas, because Judas betrayed Jesus, pretending to be Jesus' friend. 
As the conversation were flowing, Sarah got to share more of her backstory and told Ayan of how as a kid she saw her aunt getting divorced and she vowed never to be in a situation like her aunt where she got cut off, ostracized and lost a lot. Sarah tells of a bad marriage that she was in, how she made many mistakes but it was also her mistakes that she had the right to learn from. And that's why she loved to preach about love and kindness and all these things. Now Ayan got what she wanted and lays it out to Sarah that Sarah's preaching can become too much at times. And at times it also makes the girls feel judged and that they're not good enough. At least Ayan relayed the message well for Sarah to hear and understand, unlike some of the other ladies that only knows how to communicate by screaming. The two of them continue to end the evening by taking a pic together, with Sarah drowning in Ayan's huge ruffled cape, as Ayan says, it can be sent to Trashbury. Yow! Now why would Ayan say that? Across town, we have Brooks meeting Zoran, her ex-husband, for lunch. For the first time we get to see this mysterious man that's caused so much trauma in Brooks's life. Hey. Her words, not mine. He's been away in Serbia and they haven't seen each other in four months, so they finally get a moment to touch base and discuss their son Adam and Adam's struggles. We learn that they met in New York and got married and said marriage lasted for seven years. Brooks moved with Soren to Dubai and like her mother also said, that changed her. Brooke says that Zoran gave her some bad juju. He became a very angry person and she knew she wanted out and she did at the end. Now Zoran is also a successful private developer and he is part of her spa building team. While Zoran will be taking care of the development side of things, Brooks's ex-boyfriend is taking care of the coins. He is the main investor. Get a load of that. She says that she's keeping it in the family since she knows what she's working with. She's seen the good, the bad and the ugly in these men. Lastly, Brooks addresses Zoran's calm nature, which is very apparent to her. Girl is very surprised by this changed man since he drove her crazy. But he's replied to her through me. Zoran says that she was no Mother Teresa. Girl, we see that. He then gave her some weak apology for his past behavior, saying he is in a good, calm place in his life and girl says that this is the final piece that she needed. She is ready to just heal now as she is sitting back, boobs out, giving him longing looks. Child. Later, all the girls receive a video invitation from Miss Jamaica, inviting everyone to a dancehall themed party. Lisa is putting together this event for everyone to have some fun and lighten things up and she's asking everyone to dress up fun and sexy, Jamaican dancehall style. Over at the Stanbury Suites, Caroline didn't know what hit her. She knows she's about to make a fool of herself. Of course, Sergio will also tag along and together they're going through some outfit choices. Sergio is dressing himself from Caroline's pile, wearing her jacket ripped jeans and striped socks. Next thing you know, he's out here showing Caroline how to twerk. A mess, 
but I'm here for all of it. After all of that, let's just take a breather. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of That Real Housewives Roundup. Join me each week as we discuss the latest antics of the housewives we love, the roundup reviews, and my personal favorite, the Leanne Rhymes. Go on, subscribe to this podcast, and engage with me on all socials at Real Housewives Roundup. Don't be tardy for this podcast party. Now, back to the show. find ourselves over at the famous Dubai Gold Souk. Nina and Sarah are hanging out, ready to go shopping for gold and to put their bargaining skills to work. This Gold Souk is an important part of the Dubai heritage and many people make their way here to bargain for the best prices when it comes to gold. While Nina and Sarah are chatting away, Ayan decides to show up, making a grand entrance at the Souk, inappropriately dressed for a market experience, of course. Girl showed up in a light lilac atelier Zohra ruffled gown. It's huge! It's over the top, and she's twirling around while dragging a whole plush carpet-like train with her. To complete the ensemble, Ayan wore a lilac wig too, with a stunning crystallized headdress to match. She ain't playing around, y'all. The three ladies went over to check out the stores and enjoyed trying on some gold. Honey, it was golden crowns, golden rings and opulent gold chains heavily draped around them. The ladies were in gold heaven. The bargaining continued and at some point Ayan was just over it. So over it that she made a little nest on the floor with her ruffled dress and created her very own resting place. <laughs> I can't with Ayan, looking like a purple loofah in a corner of a gold store. After Nina and Sarah completed their purchases, Ayan invited them both to an Ethiopian dinner. But there's a catch. Brooks has been invited too. Guess who I invited? Who? Brooks is coming. I invited her too. The look on their faces said it all. Ayan says that she wants to make it a safe environment for all and Sarah mentions that she is open to be in the same room with Brooks, but she needs a sober and coherent Brooks that's willing to listen and understand. So yeah, we're just down the road from the souk at Zagol restaurant, the Ethiopian eatery that Ayan so lovingly arranged for the girls to have a peaceful and fruitful lunch at, a place where they can break bread together. Here's hoping. While waiting for Brooks, Nina, Sarah and Ayan are settled and Nina informs the girls that her father is finally on the mend and made it back home. 
all are relieved and Ayan states that these petty issues between the ladies are so minor when it comes to big life issues like this. So hopefully they can settle their grievances and Nina can have less pressure on her shoulders. Here's hoping she can perform again. Finally Brooke shows up, new wig and all, and Brooke is as startled as we were when we saw Ayan's loofah. She says that Ayan looks like she's going to a quesanera. <laughs> the girls didn't waste any time to address the cat, as she calls it, in the room. While Ayan wants to know where the damn cat is. <laughs> Brooks continued to explain to the group, and especially to Sarah, that there's better ways to communicate and she wants to set boundaries with Sarah. Girl. Now you know this whole speech went on and on and on. And Sarah is just sitting, listening to this mess. Brooks even stated that Sarah's comments over her parenting, once again, sound suggestive, to which Sarah finally replies. Sarah explains once again that she took permission to speak on her observations that night at the dinner. And girl, poor Sarah got shut down immediately. And in true Brooks fashion, a screaming match flares up. Like Sarah said, Brooks is looking for a fight. Next thing you know, Nina jumps in. Yep, her daddy is better, girl is performing. And then Ayan jumps in. And before Ayan could even complete her statement, her frenemy Brooks proceeded to throw her under the bus by telling Sarah that Ayan thinks she's judgmental. Like, what the fuck? Ayan sat on it and cleared her by saying, that she and Sarah had a constructive convo. They spoke about it and they don't have a problem because they know how to communicate. Bloop. Girl, as the rants are getting rampant, Brooks tells Sarah to shut the fuck up. Ooh, that Sarah didn't appreciate that and jumped up, telling Brooks that if she ever speak to her like that, she will be forced to deal with Brooks differently. There, boundary set. Brooks didn't expect that reaction from Sarah, and like a hurt cat, she hurled back at Sarah and threw Sarah's doctorate in her face again. She's reaching, y'all. I'd like for her to go buy herself an education and get a real doctorate degree, because she is no doctor, and she's not going to teach me how to be a parent when she's a fake doctor. I feel like hell opened up, and there was no going back. Even Jesus in heaven was like, Sarah's now had enough and storms out of their restaurant. The poor waitstaff didn't know what storm Ayan brought into their little establishment. Such a mess. Next thing you know, Nina runs after Sarah into the streets of the hood, trying to console Sarah and convince her to go back inside. But Sarah ain't having it, y'all. Girl is burst and Brooks's therapist comments almost sent her over the edge. Alas, she leaves and walks away. Nina is now back at the restaurant and walks right into a screaming match between Ayan and Brooks. Y'all, my heart goes out to every server who had to approach a table of real housewives mid-fight. A mess. At long last, Nina leaves and Brooks follows her, leaving Ayan alone in this Ethiopian restaurant with loads of food in front of her, sitting in a purple nest of ruffles, eating alone. Whew. Trust Ayan to make the most of her alone time at the restaurant. Her dress literally filled the entire dining area. 
girl. I don't know how she even made it into the back toilet. Hilarious. Thankfully, all this mist is behind us and we can now move over to Rick Banks' dance academy where Lisa set up a dance class for the ladies before their big dance-off at the dance hall party. Girl, in walks Nina with damn joint patches cause grandma was sure to tore or stretch something. Funny. <laughs> Lisa and Nina make light chatter and Nina immediately fills Lisa in on the mess that went on at the restaurant the previous day and of the drama that ensued again. Lisa ain't even surprised. Nina states that not even her sage would work on this group anymore. That's a proven fact. Next to walk in is Sarah. Girl came ready as she tried to bust out some breakdown moves on the floor. She tried it. Then came Ayan. Girl fell through the door, face down on the floor. But she picked herself up, dusted herself off and did that supermodel strut, yellow wig in tow. The Carolines arrived together, made fake pleasantries and Brooks picks Ayan's vibe right up and nips it in the butt, telling Ayan not to be a bitch. Okay, off on the wrong foot. The lesson starts and they created two groups. The first group's players are Sarah, Ayan and Brooks and the second Nina, Lisa and Caroline. Sarah didn't like her pairing and states that she's just going to play pretend like Brooks ain't here. She can only control herself and that's her power. Okay, let's see if these frenemies can get it together. They start dancing and not to be outshined, Miss Jamaica's down on the floor, winding and grinding and shit. I was clutching my pearls at Miss Wannabe proper. She says that these moves are the moves that bagged her husband. Okay, girl. The two groups battle it out. Really, a hot mess. We can't even call it a battle cause Ayan feels like she's Beyonce and Rihanna's baby. Um, no girl. This ain't it. After moving and grooving, the girls had enough and Brooks asked to talk to Sarah after class. <sighs> Not again. Brooks says that she wants to let everything go. Yeah, we've heard that before. According to Brooks, everything just became too heavy and it became hypersensitive and she makes a point of letting Sarah know that she knows that Sarah means well. I was like, who? Where did this Brooks come from? Like, who is this person? Sarah concludes that she would like to be an ear and will be a shoulder for Brooks if Brooks ever needs her. Yeah, nah. What do you think of this sudden change of heart from Brooks? Well, she wanna make it work and I hope she can follow through. Hallelujah. Righto. It's almost time for the moment of truth. Time for these girls to showcase what they've learned at Rick Banks' Dance Academy. We see a montage of the girls getting ready, Ayan sporting a silk bonnet and an oatmeal mask, ladies dusting off their wigs, getting their outfits on point, it's time for a dance hall dance off. Over at Miss Lily's, the girls and their entourage came to show out, all dressed for a disco slash 90s slash dance hall party. Well, there were many blurred lines to this theme, but Lisa said it best. There's no appropriation here, bitch. They came to dance. Sarah. 
Afro and Trinavada come with the culture appropriation, okay? Jamaica's motto is out of many, one people. Arabs have Afro, I'm out here in a damn blonde wig. We are good, okay? And that's all, can't stop. Sarah showed up looking stunning, sporting a huge Afro wig, big old hoop earrings and a colorful long sequin dress to match. Ayan rocked up in a red Amazo Couture bodysuit, complete with red Big Bird ruffles up top, also sporting an afro. Brooks came ready with a slick black and red wig, top knot in tow, pulling her basic crop top and leggings together. Nina. Now Nina missed the memo, y'all. She came in her 80s sparkly gear, complete with a big waist buckled belt and sleek hair. Then there's Caroline. Mustang wore a green sparkly mini dress, almost like the famous 21st birthday dress that Paris Hilton wore back in the day. But Caroline complimented the look with a pink wig too. At least she's got the body for that ensemble. Well, Sergio thought she was getting pretty woman, referencing a hooker look. Lastly, Lisa walked in with gold thigh-high boots, a figure-hugging mini shirt dress and a Nicki Minaj-esque blonde wig. She looked good. Let's give compliments where it's due. The party is now in full swing. Ayans Chris were there, channeling Soldier Boy, like, what the fuck? Lisa's father-in-law came with the Caribbean vibes, dreadlocks and all, and even Taj busted a few dance moves. And bitch, Noor was there. Noor, from the pool party. Such a pity they didn't give him any camera time. He was just floating there in the background. Anyway, drinks were flowing, shots were taken, these girls got warmed up, liquid courage right there. The competition starts and it's a battle between the two groups. Trial. Ayan was a complete mess, even Chris says that she might not have dance moves, but she sure makes up for it with confidence. <laughs> Facts. What was that? The crowd was hella into it. The men cheering on their ladies and Caroline. Oh, Caroline. She blames her bad dancing on the alcohol and then busts a wonky knee dance move. <laughs> After the battle, Lisa took to the floor to hand out some prizes. The best wine went to Caroline Brooks, not Stanbury. The best energy award went to Nina, like, huh? Most likely to never dance again, got awarded to Caroline, who then gave it right to Ayan where it belongs. The most valuable player award then went to Ayan, which Caroline obviously snatched up. And I have to agree with this one. The best dressed award went to Sarah. Well deserved. Lastly, the Dance Hall Queen Award got crowned to Lisa by herself. <laughs> the Dance Hall party was cute. It was fun, and y'all will definitely see me this weekend at Miss Lily's. Next week, we see the ladies taking a little getaway to Zara Nurai Island off the Abu Dhabi coast, and it looks like a whole lot of fun. I'm talking yachts, opulent villas, cocktails, the works. But with fun comes drama too, as we see Brooks being in the hot seat again, 
over her dependence on men. There is also drama between Caroline and Ayan. Oh boy, here we go again. Well, while I'm trying to stay on top of current affairs, let's discuss the royal wedding that was. Yes, honey, Bravo's royal queen Teresa finally got hitched to Louis in a grand Italian and opulent way, as we can only expect from our girl. Let's discuss it. She came to my house Christmas Day. She brought me sprinkle cookies. I said to her, Melissa, Nobody touched the cookies you brought. I threw them in the garbage. You know what my favorite cookies are? Pignoli cookies. That's all I said. It was all diamonds and rosé down in Jersey, as the Real Housewives of New Jersey's Teresa got hitched to a new boo, Louis. Her Royal Highness Queen Teresa said her nuptials last Saturday, August 6, at the Park Chateau Estate and Gardens in her home state. The whole affair is rumored to be worth a staggering $1 million. Teresa wore a custom Mark Zanino Atelier Blush Mermaid wedding gown, long white beaded evening gloves and a dramatic veil, embroidered with three hearts and Italian inscriptions. While it was all grand and stunning, the talk of the town was Teresa's hair. Child. Trey almost broke the internet when pictures surfaced of Teresa sporting an abdu, so high it could touch the sky, framed by an over-the-top crown too. No guess who the bride was. <laughs> Teresa went bigger than big with her hair, over the top, a look that was inspired by Italian and Mediterranean brides. All the hair extensions reportedly cost a staggering $7,000, and the styling alone was around $2,500. That's almost a $10,000 hairdo. If Teresa wanted to be talked about, she achieved it. Her love bubble hair alone did that and more. Gia, Gabriella, Melania and Adriana were serving as bridesmaids, along with the Jersey co-stars Dolores and Jennifer. The grand affair was attended by around 200 friends and chosen family, including some of our favorite housewives too, like Dorinda, Jill, Kenya, Phaedra, Ashley, Alexia, and wait for it, Chanel Ayan. Bitch, Ayan and Taj got invited, and all I can say is, Ayan gave Trey the best gift by dressing down for her wedding. Noticeably absent from the wedding was Trey's brother Joe and sister-in-law Melissa. Trouble brewing. No Jersey do is complete without a hint of drama. Here's wishing Teresa and Louis all of the best, and I can't wait to see the four-part wedding special that our girl scored. Allegedly, girl didn't sign a prenup. So let's just all bow our heads and pray her future is filled with love, love, love. With that said, let's wrap shit up with a Leanne rhyme. Hit it! In Jamaica they say, out of many, one people. But in Dubai our girls stay golden and regal. From gold souks to dance halls and even the ghetto they go. Where Brooks made sure to go low, throwing Sarah some low blows. Zoran says Brooks ain't no Mother Teresa. And he's right cause she's out here playing the role of Moesha. While Sergio is showing his twerking skills, the girls battled it out for their dance hall grills. 
nabbing fun prizes, which should have been dollar balls. Bye, bitch. <laughs>